This week on the Town Tailgate Podcast, big news coming out of Major League Baseball, Julio. Um, they've decided to do a bubble for the playoffs. There's going to be one here in SoCal. Yeah, the bubble uh, for you beer uh, fest fans. Uh, one here in SoCal and then one in Texas. So um, a lot of games going on with the expanded playoffs of 16 teams. In one day, I think it's the 30th of September, there's going to be eight playoff games. That's in one day. That's kind of cool, right, Julio? That is pretty cool, but you know what's not cool is this last week in Oakland A's baseball. On top of the devastating injuries we've had to Ugh. Matt Chapman and AJ Brutal. Puck, we've the A's have also been one been through the ringer this last week of one of the most difficult times any A's team ever has gone through, which includes multiple doubleheaders as well as uh, horrible playing conditions in Seattle with the air quality over there. Whole lot of smoke, Julio. Whole lot Whole of lot smoke. Of smoke. Um, then we introduce a new segment called Know Your Enemy, where we kind of discuss a, um, let's just say, a potential World Series opponent in uh, the Dodgers. And we bring on one of your friends, right, Julio? That's right. Bringing in a long friend of mine, Ronnie Wyatt. He's one of the bigger Dodger fans I know. He's going to be on here talking about the team, his kind of what he loves about the team, as well as like, hey, what are some potential ways the Oakland A's could beat that team? little sneaky intro, little getting inside the, the crevices of the Dodgers there. It's a good long and conversation. Fun. I think you guys will, will definitely love it. He loves the Dodgers as much as we love the A's. Um, and then we wrap exactly. it up with, with previewing the coming week and pick some essential tailgate tools. So... Tailgate time? Hell yeah, man. Let's do it. Let's go. So for the Bay Area residents, um, which, you know, a lot of you should know well enough, if you guys thought that the fire situation that you guys had going on was bad, um, let's just give you a little preview. The air quality that you guys have been dealing with, which is terrible, by the way, I'm not underplaying it, um, was around a uh, AQI, uh, which is air quality index, for those of you who don't know, um, around an AQI of 100 to 150. Um, the AQI for the Seattle Mariners versus, um, Oakland A's game this past week was 200 plus, and they played baseball in that. So, Julio, um, how do the A's not all have cancer by now? Lung cancer. <laughs> I mean, it's like they smoked a pack of, a hundred packs of cigarettes in one day. I mean... If you're like Nikolai Jocic, who already probably does smoke like a pack a day, he's used to it, but that's basketball. <laughs> but I think the ongoing theme of this intro, as we talk more about it, is just Rob Manfred is just jackass. He's the worst. He's the worst. Welcome to the Town Tailgate Podcast, where we're talking about air quality. Uh, that was Julio Reynoso. Um, he's flossing his teeth right now. Because I so floss so hard. Flossing. <laughs> Shout out to I am Chris Madrigal. Welcome back again, episode nine. Ugh, getting down the nitty gritty, Julio. Getting yeah. down to the nitty gritty, and we had a big announcement this week um, to start off our um, news around the league. Um, the playoff picture was um, brought out with um, the schedule, 
and the TV schedule and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, pretty pretty cool to see that at least. Um, is it September th- the the day that has eight games? September thirtieth and October first. I believe so. Yes. I'm gonna look it up while you talk because yeah. you said you had you wanted to say something. Yes, we're in debt to quote beer fest debt bubble. There's going to be a playoff bubble. The American League teams will be playing in Southern California, yeah. uh, which means they'll be playing at either Dodger Stadium or Petco Stadium, depending on your seating, with the National, the American League Championship Series taking place in Petco. The National League teams will be playing in Texas with, the, with Houston as well as Arlington, with the National League Championship Series happening in Arlington. And then the World Series will be taking place this year in the brand new Charcoal Grill Stadium. I'm sorry, the Globe Life Park <laughs> in Arlington, Texas is where the World Series will be taking place. Uh, pretty interesting. This was do we, this do we know now if that's a pitcher ballpark or, or a hitter ballpark? We don't really know yet, uh, do we? Yeah, we, I, I haven't watched enough Ranger games to really figure out what's going on. But from the yeah, times I have watched A's right? games, they haven't really clobbered the crap out of the ball like they used to back mm-hmm. in Arlington. I'd imagine... Because if they have a roof now, it's going to kind of control the air a little bit more. But a, a couple things, too. Also, there is a wild card round that's going to be a three-game uh, three series. That will be happening at whoever the higher seed stadium or team is. So if right now, if the standings were to stay and the A's would be a, a three seed, they would be hosting three games in Oakland, which would be fantastic because they are a far superior team at home than they are away um chris mentioned the playoff picture schedule in terms of uh tv uh alds lcs will be on tbs that's been like that for the last couple years uh nlds as well as nlcs will be on fox with the world series also being on fox so yay joe buck um even i like joe buck but um, i'm a fan of joe buck so uh yeah he's good at the big game moments but the biggest thing that stands out to me i post this on Ari's twitter account we won't get too in depth with it uh, because we might talk about it a little bit later. But uh, the A's are, if they make it past the first round, mm-hmm. the A's are in really good shape playing in pitcher's parks, especially mm-hmm. if they're uh, just Dodger Stadium and Petco Park are notorious for being pitcher parks, and so is the Coliseum. This could be huge benefit for the A's if things 100%. pan out that way. Um, so for those of you just continuing off of the um – playoff schedule uh, conversation. So the playoffs start Tuesday, uh, September 29th, which will be game one of American League wildcard series. Um, And then the National League wildcard series starts off Wednesday, September 30th. And on that day, so that's what I was talking to and leading to earlier. Because the wildcard series is only only three games, there's going to be two days where there's eight playoff baseball games on in one day. So Wednesday, September 30th, and Thursday, October 1st, there will be eight playoff games. Assuming that the American League wildcard game, let's say that they, I mean, maybe not all their teams go to three games, so maybe not. But for sure on Wednesday the 30th, there's going to be eight games on. And those games are going to be split between ESPN and TBS. They haven't established which games are on which network yet, but they, you can catch those on ESPN and TBS. Um, yeah. Um, a lot of baseball. A lot of playoff baseball coming up. Dude. You think about it even further, I think, look, this year has been awful. There's no there's no cookie-cutting around it this year. It's been awful. 
Um, but one, I got a PS5 today, so I'm pretty stoked. But you two, ordered a PS5. You didn't pre-ordered get it. Pre-ordered PS5, bless the gods. But two, um, in the month of October, we're going to have the World Series, mm-hmm. the NBA Finals, mm-hmm. the Stanley Cup, mm-hmm. a full-fledged NFL season. The Masters. The, wait, Masters next month or November? But either way. Oh, like, no, you're right. November. It's in November. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure, for those who do follow, WNBA Finals. Mm-hmm. All within the same month. So October has always been a pretty awesome month because, uh, at least for me personally, I love the change to the fall and just playoff baseball and football in full swing Halloween. Now we're going to have all that with it. So can I tell the listeners something for just sports fans in general? Look out for Tuesday, October 6th. That could potentially be the greatest day in the history of sports because – that will be Game 2 of the American League Division Series. That'll be Game 1 of the National League Division Series. That'll be Game 7 of the Stanley Cup if it goes to 7 games. That will be Game 5 of the NBA Finals. And that will be... Um, uh, Shit. Um, and that'll be waiver day for fantasy football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, no, maybe it's Monday. I think it's Monday Night Football, too. So I think... You know, I think it's uh, I think it's Monday the fifth. I think I have that date wrong. Sorry. Um, wow. Anyway, it's potentially the greatest day in the history of sports, and it's everything lines up. It's insane. And again, this there's a lot of exciting stuff. I know Chris and I have gone back and forth a lot on what the playoffs could be. Um, so we're gonna take this time to talk a little bit more about Rob Manfred, the mm. scumbag of baseball. The commissioner of baseball. A couple. Uh, he made some news around the league over the last few days. One, um, he is saying that for the World Series, there is a possibility because the state of Texas is allowing fans in attendance as long as ownership is okay with it to be at the game. One, that's that's just, that's stupid because if you're going to be having, you're going to have look. There's let's be real with ourselves. The Astros aren't going to the World Series. You're going to have to make fans travel to go to a World Series game. That's stupid. That's extremely dangerous, and it's just them trying to recover their losses. What do you got? And I think it's also because they saw what the positive like feedback of the NFL, like certain. I think it was six stadiums this weekend allowed fans into it, like in the success of the of the of the at least the success that they the PR success of. Uh, not the medical success of um, of the Kansas City like Thursday night football game. Um, so they're just trying to like jump on that hype, but it's just it's just fucking stupid and irresponsible. And he it's just cla- it's a classic just dirtbag move by him. He doesn't fucking care about the betterment of society. He just he's trying to make a quick buck. It's just I mean I could go on and on and on about the shitbag that he has that he is and and just how he's just he's worse than Roger Goodell at this point. But um, oh by far by it's just, far. It's just, I mean, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. It's just dumb. And it's irresponsible. And let's just say, even if the A's were in the World Series, I wouldn't go to that game. Like, I just I just wouldn't. It's just... Yeah. And, and look... I, I, Last thing I want to do is go to a sporting event during COVID. Now, it's not necessarily, at least, I, I'm sure we're in the same boat. It's not that we don't trust ourselves. Like, we would be taking all the precautions... It's everybody else, man. We saw yeah. how Kansas City was when they were yeah. last Thursday night 
which was a great game. Was, we're both extremely happy football's back. But it's really concerning to see so many fans still not wearing masks. And yes, they were social distancing, but it's like, how are you going to control that, man? And then what's For- especially in Texas where it's going to be a closed-air stadium, it, it's not smart, Rob. <laughs> For for those of you who, who like think that the media is maybe overdoing it, like I'm in Tampa, Florida right now as we speak. Like I'm recording this from Tampa because I'm here for work. And I've been out and about and it's like nothing has changed. Like they're just acting completely normal. Um they only put on masks when they have to and it's like super irresponsible. There's no like no wonder why Tampa is the hottest state in, or I mean Florida is the hottest state in the country. Like it's bad. They're just completely like ignoring it and oblivious to it and and Texas is one of those places, and you you want you want to allow fans into a state like that, like I get it because they're letting you do it, but like, I mean, just have just just be socially responsible. It's just so it's almost like infuriating at this point, you know. It just shows you just the scummery of baseball ownership for most of the part because yeah. this was a faux it's about end. The buck. Yeah, it's it's about the buck and. This kind of goes into the next leading topic. We're very... Chris and I have been going back and forth on this. Um, there is speculation that Rob Manfred and Major League Baseball as a whole is looking to implement a 16-game playoff schedule, not just for this year, but going forward. They want to have 16 teams. Chris, I want to get your insight on this first. I mean, um, you already know what? we talked about earlier. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm a fan of it. I, more playoff baseball sounds great to me. So, like, this is one thing that the NBA does so well is they expand their playoffs to two and a half months and it's just, like, their ratings are through the roof and it's more exciting. To, it's more fun to watch these games. Like, for me, as an NBA fan, I'm a big like, Julio knows, I'm a huge NBA fan. Like, I don't really start, like, seriously watching until Christmas. Like, before then, it's just like, all right, if there's nothing on during the week, I'll watch it. But, like, I don't really care that much. Um, For baseball, like, in the dog days of summer in, like, June and July, it can be a little bit, like, all right, they lost this week tonight. Like, no big deal. Like, it just kind of, like, it just kind of goes by the wayside, which is something that I really love about the 60-game season. Every game is so important, so I've been tuning in really closely. Um and the playoffs are only a month long for baseball. Like, they need to extend this and make it more fun, play more meaningful games. There's so much more entertaining to watch. There's so much more in- unpredictable. Like, playoff baseball is, my like, my favorite sporting, like, time of the year. I just love it because, obviously, I'm a huge baseball fan, but just the intensity of the games and whatnot. I just, yeah, I, I'm, I'm all for it. And, um, like, today was a great example. I was texting Julio. I was watching... Um, the Phillies uh, Mets game and the Mets are twenty one and twenty four, which like whatever. But they're still only two games behind the Giants for the eight seed in the NL. So it's like a really intense game. And the and the the Phillies are the seven seed, so they're barely holding on. They're two and a half games ahead of the Mets. So it's like a really intense game. And it was a lot. It was a lot of fun to watch. I'm not. I'm not a fan of either of those teams. I'm still watching and still like engaged. Julio, how do, how do you feel? Um, look, I I. I'm in the boat that we need to fix this playoff picture because it's true. Like it's <laughs> to kind of go back to the topic of fantasy football. Um, Chris and I are, are co-commissioners. It's that time of a, year. Yeah. Hey, uh, Chris and I are commissioners in a dynasty football league where 
in the last five weeks of the season, usually if you're out of it, you don't care. We have an extra incentive. If your team is the highest scoring week, or has the highest scoring team that week, you get a payout incentive. So it makes mm-hmm. people pay attention. Yeah. And so I do get why you want a 16-team playoff and to keep teams competitive, to make sure that everybody's going in there. Um, but we're going to run into this problem where what ha- and it's, uh, we have a lot of talk with this, especially with the NBA at the last couple of days. What happens when your higher seeded big market team gets knocked out in the first round? And the reason I talk about this is because, uh, of course, the Clippers choked. We're going to take the <laughs> second to say that shit's hilarious as mm-hmm. fans of a team who've blown a 3 1 lead. It's great to be on this side, and I'm so happy it's the Clippers because they suck. I get that those markets, like, they're upset, but, like, it's just for the ones who are out of the market, it's so much more fun to watch. Though, exactly. Leo. No, and, and, and that's the point, but, or I understand that point, but it's like, we know how much pull those ownership groups have. And when when it comes to New York, especially now that we, not, we didn't talk about this much, but um, the Mets got a new owner mm-hmm. and he put in the biggest bid in professional sports history yeah. in the North America to uh, win the team with uh, Steve Cohen. But we know how much pull that's going to be. They're going to, love that this idea of like expanding to more teams and more teams can get in there until it's going to backfire and eat them in the ass. And then when, cause watch, don't be shocked. We will talk about it with our good, with my next guest later, mm-hmm. but don't be shocked if the Dodgers get knocked out by like the, by the reds or the, or the giants in the opening round and boom, there goes your big, but market. at the same time for me, I think that's a it's, lame excuse to blame the system. But like, if you've been, if you're this good of a team and you've been building so much, like in the off season for this, like you should be built to handle any situation if you're that good. And I think, but yes, but we know how spontaneous baseball is too. I think the only other sport you can really compare it to is hockey. Whereas yeah. like what there's been definitely, there's been two, eight seeds upsetting a one seed in basketball. So we believe Warriors and then the Knicks in 99, which was a strikeout or, or a, um, a strike shortened season. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's not a common thing, but with baseball, if that happens, how many times has a wildcard team in the last 10 years alone have advanced to the world series, which is again, as a fan, that's hella exciting. I think that's yeah. awesome. But as like a longevity thing, especially from owner's sake, whereas like if you're the team that's going to hit the brunt of it as a higher market team, that's going to suck for them. And we know how much control they have. I don't know. For me, it's like the complaints of a privileged man, like, a, you know, like it's, just, it's like white privilege complaining that, that you know, shit's <laughs> well, not that's fair. baseball like, ownership. <laughs> I just, I, I, I just, I don't have any sympathy for if the Dodgers get knocked out the first round. Like, I just don't have any sympathy. Like you, this is what you guys like pay so much money for in the off season. And, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, let's move on to the next thing. Um, the no hitter that no one, the no no that no one saw. Um, uh, Chris thought of that too. I love the. the <laughs> it's you know, so. <laughs> all right, so the Cubs, the Cubs pitcher, um, Alec Mills. Sorry, Alec Mills threw a no hitter on Sunday. It was great. Um, no hits, nine innings, um, three walks, five strikeouts. Um but it happened to be the first weekend of football, which 
in any other year, the opening weekend of football is a big deal. Everybody's watching. No one's paying attention to any other sport. But especially in a COVID year when people didn't even think a season was going to happen. And people are kind of down their luck. And there's more football fans in this country than any other thing. Everybody I knew was watching that. And there was a there was an NBA playoff game this past weekend. And, like, I got shit from all my friends for, like, commenting about it. Because I was, like, flipping back and forth. Um, so, unfortunate that <laughs> this, the second no-hitter of the season, um, probably the only other no-hitter of the season happened and no one saw it but it happened um so congrats to you uh alex mills um you know great job great job by you alex but um it, i don't know what are you <laughs> it's, it, it sucks because this is actually a, if you haven't had a chance to kind of see more of his backstory and where he he's been um it's a fantastic story he was a college walk-on. He got no scholarships, nothing, yeah. and he played at University of Tennessee at Martin as a walk-on. Uh, he got drafted in the 22nd round by the Royals, nothing. Uh, he pitched in 2016 for a short time until he got DFA'd. So this guy's a journey... Journeyman pitcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. more. It's it, impressive. It, yeah, if he hasn't gone there yet, but he's going to be a journeyman pitcher. So the fact that after all that, um, he goes out and throws a no hitter, and this should have been like the leading news in Sports Center and all that great stuff, but unfortunately, you ran into the behemoth that is the start of NFL yeah. during the COVID world, and it sucks. Um, but it's pretty cool. Seventy four of his hundred and fourteen pitches were for strikes, which is pretty insane. Especially like the Brewers aren't great this year, but they're usually a high powered offense. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I'll say about him. Again, congrats. This is this is going to be something he'll never forget. He'll be passed around for generations in his family. When you get a chance, please go look at his picture on Wikipedia. <laughs> Why? I... <laughs> Chris, go look at it so you can just see what I'm talking about. I, just I am right now. Got the stink face. Just looking this very what are you looking at face in this picture. There's an Alex Mills artist, by the way. Alec, Al, Alec Mills. Okay, I was about to say. Alec Mills. See, I don't even know his name. That's because no See, one's again, on Again, it's like yeah. with Lucas Giolito. We know who he is because he's been – he was one of the better pitchers last year. He's an all-star. Oh, my God. This is the greatest picture I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Fantastic. This is so great. He looks like he just wants to just – he wants to – he's just so upset with you. Like, he, any anytime I do something wrong, I'm going to look at this picture because it's going to remind me, like, you know, like, I can be better. <laughs> He looks like he just bit some chew into his bottle, and the camera caught him. And he's like, you're not going to tell my family, right? <laughs> like, he's like, shit. It's like, hey, don't tell my wife. That was, one of the tr- greatest, that was one of the greatest analogies I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Guys, I mean, listeners, you got to go look at this picture. It's, pretty, <laughs> it's, it's dead on what Julio just said. It's, it's just like, so on don't, point. You're not going to post that. <laughs> Just the amount of disappointment on his face is this so. This poor guy. This poor guy just funny. threw a no hitter. I know. The best uh, moment of I'm his life. To, I'm starting to tear up. Whatever <laughs> top it, and he just, <laughs> he just looks like, like, so. Oh God. <sighs> I whoever put that up there, like I just, you're a legend. I, I hope they. I, I want to buy you a beer. Um, I hope they don't change it. Anyway, 
Let's end on that note. Let's Alec Mills, talk. congratulations. I'm sorry that this, no one saw your no hitter, but um, this the town tailgate, the town tailgate acknowledges you, and we respect you. All right, let's pre- let's go we into. We will tell your wife you, you were chewing. Yeah. Let's uh. All right. So let's um. Let's uh, recap the past week. So the the final game of the Astros series um, on Thursday the tenth. Uh, the A's won three to one uh, on Friday against the Rangers, starting the Rangers series from Friday to Sunday. Um, on the eleventh, the A's won ten to six. The doubleheader on Saturday, the A's lost the first game two to five, but then they had an insane comeback win the next game and just 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 embarrassed the Texas Rangers ten to one. Um, and then they lost the next day three to three to six. Um, that was the. Uh, no, I'm thinking a different game. Sorry. And then on Monday, had a doubleheader against the um, Seattle Mariners. They lost the first game five to six, and then um, destroyed them nine to zero. And then Tuesday against the Rockies, lost one to three. And then on today, Wednesday or yesterday for the listeners, um, the 16th, they won three to one. So, ah. What 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 a fucking weird week, dude. I mean, so, we got 10 to 6, then we got 10 to 1, and then we got 9 to 0, and then we have losing by one run, losing by three runs, losing by one run, losing by two runs. It's just, what the fuck is going on? Um the A's just were put through the ringer. It's um yeah. something that's it's been repeated a lot throughout a lot of the beat reporters today. Is this is this was their 16th game in a row? They finally have tomorrow off, so thank God they need it. Um, throughout that time, they went nine and seven. Um, and considering there was multiple double headers, considering we'll talk a little bit more about the injuries, they lost multiple key players' injuries, and we have in their game in Seattle, their double header on Monday where we kind of hinted at the beginning outrageous air quality due to the fires on throughout the whole West coast right now. They shouldn't have been playing. Like I get that they have to get that series in, but like, I mean, Jake Dietman tweeted about it rightfully. So like what, where, where is like, there's just no sympathy and there's no like accountability from Major League Baseball in the front office of, of up there. It's ridiculous. Jesus um, Sardo on his post game on Monday straight up is like, I'm 22 years old. I had problems breathing mm-hmm. when I was out there. And it, we probably take it with a grain of salt because he was, he did have COVID, mm-hmm. um, but we don't know how hard it really affected him. So he, um, he shouldn't even be out there in the, like the, yeah. it's even worse. Um, now, Susan Slusser, again, the GOAT, of A's beat writers. Um, she had said, cause she was one of the people who was really against them even playing. Like this is over 200, like over 200, extremely unhealthy. Um, Southern California right now, we're at 160. The barrier Chris mentioned at the opening, it was at the same levels. It's at 60 See, now it's passed over, but it was at 150, which is like very bad. Yeah. And there were over 200. Like that's yeah. not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, one reason this the game did happen is Major League Baseball does not have a kind of threshold setup when it comes to what when AQI hits one level should it stop, which is 
bad. But, but hold on, Julio. But why do you have to have that? Like, all you have to do is look at the like, listen to scientists, look at the the data. Literally, just watch the game. If any of you were watching the game, you could see it. It was cloudy as fuck. You could barely see the ball in the camera. Like, why do you need a, why do you need a set rule in place in order to make that decision? Why? Like, Piscotti should have caught that ball in right field. That yeah. was a, he ended up knocking it over the fence and on the first game on Monday. And he lost it. If it was a clear sky, he easily should have been able to catch that. He's a good enough defender where he's able to pick it up. But it, it's ridiculous. It's, it's a joke. It's so irresponsible. We're here. It, it, it just shows you how incompetent Rob Manfred is. We've already known this for a long time, especially with this lockout with COVID and how he came out and said, well, we're going to have a 60 game schedule no matter what. Now you're putting a whole, especially somebody like Jake Diekman, who is already a high risk player going into this. He was, shouldn't have been pitching this season because of his, his own personal health concerns. And he's out there and you put him in danger. Jesus Cesardo, somebody had COVID and is already in danger. You put it, the rest of the coaching staff or the Mariners and the A's in danger. And then guess what? World Series, we want to have fans. Rob, what the hell is your problem, man? He it's just it Alright. We're gonna move on. I'm done with Yeah, him. it's fr- I mean, it's he, so he frustrating. He doesn't deserve our he doesn't deserve our attention. <laughs> it doesn't. It's just um and it goes to, even on t- yesterday's game on Tuesday, some of the players for the A's were like and the A's lost. They didn't mm-hmm. look good at all. And they're like we still felt like shit from the Monday game. Yeah. It's like that's what are you doing, man? What do you get? Oh, God, okay. Yeah, we it's don't want to never talk too much. any. It's never any incompetence by him. Anyway, let's talk so, about more sad news for the A's. Yeah, so the A's had a shit ton of injuries this past week. Um, Matt Chapman uh, with a hip injury. He um, apparently is a lot worse than he expected. He's going to have to have surgery. He's out for the season, including the playoffs. It's going to be four month recovery after he has a surgery, which I believe he had this week. Um, Chad Pinder out until at least the postseason. It sounds like he's going to be back for round one. Um, little minor injury, just a hamstring strain, but to be safe, they're going to keep him out, um, and he'll be ready to go. Probably see him at shortstop in that first game. Um, AJ Puck shut down for the season with a shoulder injury. We've talked about him a lot in this podcast. We keep on saying he's coming around the corner. He's not. It's just a, more, more bad news. And then finally, Stephen Piscotti. Luckily, again, this is another minor injury, just a right, uh, right knee strain. Um, he'll sh- he's going to be out just like a week, but he'll be back just right before the playoffs. So, thank God. Um, Julio, I don't know. Uh, do you want to start with you want to start with Chapman? Or do you want to start with Puck? I don't want to start anywhere, man. <laughs> this is all like it's. Um... But look, dude. Luckily, I mean, we made this. We made the signing of Tommy Stella. Huge signing. We have, trade, yeah, we have yeah. or the trade, sorry. Uh, we have Tony Kemp, and we just made that the signing of Jake Lom. Um, literally, like an hour after the game, after it was announced that Chappie was was going down, I think they they signed Jake Lom. I remember you texting me, and we were like talking about it all day. Like, what are they gonna do? What are they gonna do? Like Jake, like Chad Pinder's out too. Like, what are they gonna do? And then an hour later, they just signed Jake Lom, who's been c- crushing it lately. Yeah. But I mean, he's still no Matt Chapman. No, um, I think. When we're gonna probably talk a little bit more about Jake Lamb, Lom, I think he's Lamb. Is it Lamb? Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna say Lamb. I, I'm pretty sure it's Lamb. I'm gonna say Lom, the and then um, we we cover all of our bases. There we go. There we go. Uh, we're a democratic um, podcast. 
but yeah, Chappie, think, okay, so it doesn't sound like it's going to be a long-term deal. It's a four-month recovery, so in a perfect world, or not a necessarily perfect world, but as long as he's rehabbing and there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to, he'll be back by start of spring Back training. for the spring. But yeah. at the same time, Julio, when you lose, I don't care even if it's baseball or not. I know baseball is a collective sport. Yeah. Um, I think the Angels are a product of that. They have the best player in baseball. They've made the playoffs one time with him, with Mike Trout there. When you lose your best player, top 10 player in the league, it still impacts and it hurts. You know what I mean? No, and... Well, I, I as as much as I love Matt Chapman, I he's he's I think actually I think he's probably my favorite player on the team right now. Um, I uh, defensively, obviously, top ten player, or he's mm-hmm. the best defensive player in baseball easily. Um, but offensively, I don't think he was at a top ten level. And I mean, he's still hitting what, a lot of home runs. Oh, well, yeah, but so is. Matt Olson and he's bordering Mendoza line. Um, but one of the points uh, when, when Chris and I were talking about the other day, one of the points I was and three other ace fans was uh, as much as I hate to lose Matt Chapman because he's a rock and nothing will get past him at third. I is kind of like very hot takey of me. I had rather lose him than to lose a Matt Olson. At, defensively at first because because he impacts more plays than the match Chapman does exactly we don't know how many of the how many plays and throws over the last couple seasons that should have been an error on Chapman that Matt Olson has bailed him out on mm-hmm. or same thing with Marcus same thing at the collective of second baseman we've had over these last couple of years so um and the one of the things I was trying to make with the Jake Lamb signing and I, I brought this up in our Twitter account as well was offensively, uh, it's more if we could, if Jake Lamb was a former All Star. He was not. He has not been good at the Dimebacks this year. But then again, nobody has been good at the Dimebacks this year. Yeah, he was a building block for that team a couple years ago. Him, Pollock, all those guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, those young dudes. If he can be what Chappie was already offensively at the season, yeah. which was kind of middle of the pack, then. Hell, we'll take it. We're going to miss the glove, obviously. And if we make a playoff push, it's going to suck not to have Matt Chapman there. Mm. But that's just kind of the reality we have to deal with right now. But realistically, all we need to do is buy time until Chad Pinder comes back. That's realistic. Like, that's the, like, I guess you could say, like, a best-case scenario, Jake Lom is a form of himself three years ago. And he's killing it with the bat. You know, he's f- fine defensively, gets the job done. Um, but realistically, he's a placeholder until Chad Pinder's healthy. That's that, that's that's the, that's that's really the reality situation. And then and then it's going to be Pinder the rest of the season at third. Um, and it's mostly because and we me and you texted about this. It's mostly because of the the chemistry and the repertoire that he's that Chad Pinder's created with that infield over the past four seasons. No, absolutely. Like, I think Marcus feels a lot more comfortable with with Chad to his right than he does with. With Lom, with Jake Lom because because of familiarity and he knows what he gets out of how much ground he's covered he knows what he gets out of Chad Pinder so on and so forth yeah especially um, in playoff series I personally do too yeah yeah, it, yeah yeah no you that's a pretty good you make a good point I've never really thought about it that way yeah um, if there's any positives out of this um, Chad Pinder just recently became a father so he gets to spend a little extra time with 
with his that's good kid. Yeah. And also shout out we haven't we don't really acknowledge this stuff too often. Um, shout out to Frank and Montas and his wife. They just had a child, so congratulations. Congratulations, boys. Um, uh, but last but not least, we should AJ Puck man. <sighs> so we talked about this off air too. Um, what do you think, man? Do you think his future is at a starter? I think he's I think he's gonna be the closer because I just don't think that he's gonna have the longevity of of putting as many innings on his arm as a starter anymore. Like this is the second time um, that he's had a major surgery on that arm, and I I'm 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 worried. I just don't think that starting pitching is cut out for him. It's yeah, it's um it's unfortunate, but I think it's a fact of the fact of the reality. It sucks because this if let's be real. In a healthy season, if he was actually there from the get-go, yeah, this we would have won the division a week ago, two yeah. weeks ago, because yeah. we know how good he can be. We saw when mm-hmm. he was lighting up spring training in eighteen. Uh, yeah, maybe just starting isn't in his future. Maybe he can be kind of a long reliever kind of guy we've seen i think he's a closer man i think his stuff's stuff's kind of built as a closer he's got that high velocity fastball and that just killer slider that just kind of like changes it up on you you know the only the only problem is so we've we've talked about this a lot but liam hendrick's gonna be a free agent more than likely he's gone it sucks we have some guys who are going to be lined up who could become the future closer of the A's, at least for the next year or two. More specifically, um, I can see Jake Diekman becoming our closer, Lou Trevino, J.P. Wendelkin. Mm-hmm. If you were to put his stuff in there at spring training and enter him in the closer role, um, he could be like the favorite to win that. Even stuff alone, he, he should be. be the favorite to be. win. Yeah, yeah. He he would be the favorite in 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 youth and. And in consistency and and his just just his contract status alone because you kind of want someone who's a little bit more you know you want some more um uh well I already used that word but again consistency at that role so you that way you know who your closer is for the next five seasons like I think he would win I think he would win that definitely yeah and uh, and we I have know, guys think... who can fill in the rotation yeah especially we've been seeing um, Grant Holmes. Is one of our guys come or he pitched on Saturday? Oh my god, I'm excited. I feel like let's be real. I we have so many pros, pitching prospects that I'm losing track. We've also of had guys. so many games in the past week that I'm losing track of which fucking games. Are it's which, getting complicated dude. now, man. I'll be real with you. Yeah, it's between this and they're all blurring. Between uh, this, the COVID world, the elections going on, oh, the man. fires. It's so hard to keep up with the thing we really, really care about. Uh, but I'm gonna look it up while you go, though. Keep going. No, yeah, but um, we do have the potential, or we do have our rotation at least for next year. Will be set in place. Uh, fires will probably be gone, but uh, we're gonna have Bassett, Lazardo, Manaya there for sure. Uh, Mike Myers or Mike Miner will be a free agent. Um, but do we know how much the A's love bringing in their one-year starters kind of guy. So if somebody like a James Caprillion, they can see bringing up to the rotation. A Grant Holmes, if we bring him to the rotation, we can kind of fill those guys in to, until they're ready. Um, but there, we have to start. I think 
the front office expectations is they have to prepare for the future of the rotation without puck. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the best move at least. Um I can't find it by the way. Uh speaking of my minor, we should bring up that he he pitched it was a it was a 7 inning um Oh, whoops. Anyway, so um I had got Graham's Grant Holmes here actually, so that's a pretty good um that's a pretty good segue. Oh my god, he's got some insane hair. Anyway, <laughs> um he pitched on let's see Saturday and he got lit up. Yeah, but still, it was nice to see him. He's been in our minor league system ever since the Rich Hill trade. So, um, also, I mean, we have—I mean, Dalton Jeffries didn't pitch too well either. But Dalton Jeffries, thank you. Oh my God, that's what I meant to be talking about. Oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, totally missed on that one. I was busy researching while you were doing that. No, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's we have potential. There's, there's, there's especially for a number five starter because we we have our four locked in. I didn't even I mean, mention Frankie. So we like rotation. In the future, yeah. as long as things go right, Are, we we have four we have four that are locked in: Frankie, Jesus, Bassett, and Manaya. All those guys are locked up for at least till 2024. So we or 2023. So we have our starting rotation for at least two more years. So it's just about finding that fifth guy and 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 making sure that that it's worth it. And and we have a crapshoot of guys we can use right now. So exactly, and we don't have a closer next season realistically. Knowing the A's. We don't have a closer, at least. And finally, last but not least with A's news, Jake Lamb, or Jake Lom. We already talked about him. Uh, A's signed him off of waivers from the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, He was not putting together a good season at all with the Diamondbacks. He was below the Mendoza line. Uh, We've already talked about the Diamondbacks have not been a good team at all since they've I can't remember if we talked about this on or off air anymore, but they're probably the biggest disappointment in baseball. Just judging Easily. How, Easily. how well they've been, um, they were last year. Uh, picked up Jake Lamb as a substitution for Matt Chapman, and over the last week, he's been pretty good mm-hmm. uh, so far. Through, he's only played two games. He's been not just pretty good; he's been fucking killing it, dude. Yeah. Uh, again, we can't really measure this out for too much. Uh, he's only yeah. played two games, yeah. Yeah. eight appearance, eight appearances. Uh, he's batting four twenty nine as of Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, if you're very batting, serviceable, serviceable. Yeah, it, it's they're going to be using him a lot at third base. He'll be taking over for DH. If, yeah. Uh, Chris Davis is going to be ready for the lineup. Um, I know. I was kind of offhandedly making the jokes that we should just try to make a move at Pablo Sandoval for shits and giggles because of the championship experience. He, he was not just pod- he was not just slightly making the move. He was texting me all day about it. After I thought it was injury funny. Just to, he, and he, he was pissing me off with it. That's how much he was bothering me about it. Uh, Pablo ends up going to the Braves, so best luck over there. Uh, but yeah, uh, any anything else you want to add to Jake Lamb? I love one thing too. Whenever I'm, I'm, he gets a hit, good. The bullpen has been bah. That's so like cool. Lamp, so um, that's just how. That's just the Oakland A's. That's that's yeah, that's, what, no, that's exactly. what it is. That's the A's for you. Um, no, I mean he's been impressive. Um, I was kind of like meh when it first happened, but um, again, as long as he gets the job done until Pinder comes back, I'm happy. You know. Um, so yeah, cool. Uh, the A's magic number right now is four for the American League West. 
um, after tonight's game, Wednesday the 17th. Uh, three for the postseason, but let's be realistic, the Astros suck, so um, we're probably going to clinch that. It's just a matter of the seeding, which I kind of like our number three seed right now, so I kind of hope they stay there. I'd rather play the Astros round one than play... Um, actually, no, it's the Blue Jays at number seven now, so maybe that would be interesting matchup. Uh, the Yankees won. They moved up to the number yeah, two that's right. east, east spot, so now the, the Blue Jays move into the wild card. I don't know. It, it's, yeah, it... it. I'm nervous, man. <laughs> I, I'm just so nervous as like an ace fan of yeah. expectations yeah. of the postseason. Yeah. Um, let's talk about our recap. Attention yeah. tools. Yeah. Go ahead and do it for Tyler. Yeah, so Tyler Tyler Mack, our guest last week, her essential tool of the week, essential tailgate tool of the week, was uh, Chris Davis. He had nine at-bats. He hit three one RBI, a couple walks. Um, Not bad. Not bad. I mean... He didn't do exactly what Tyler kind of hoped. Like he, she kind of like said, like he needs to kind of like step up and pick it up, and um, with the injuries and whatnot. But um, you know, serviceable. He he's getting there. He's getting there. You know, it's it's a working progress. No, it's um, I think if anybody's really been hit hard with this weird season, it's been him. Yeah, and definitely. Um, it, 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 the fact that he wasn't even throughout his struggles last year, he was pretty much an everyday fielder, and he's not. So, yeah, um, so yeah. Beard season. How how is your pick with Marcus? Was Mar- so it, my pick was a combination of jokes. So uh, Julio gave me shit because he wanted me to pick Tommy Listella, and then I decided not to because Tommy Listella was playing a lot better than I thought he was. So my joking pick was the entire team except for Tommy Listella. Um, but it actually was Marcus Simeon. I said that beforehand. And he's been fucking killing it. He's been doing everything I said. He's been stepping up big time, especially with the Matt Chapman injury, especially with Olsen struggling, especially with um, Stephen Piscotti being hurt for the time being. Um, it's really important that he, t- you know, as the captain of the team, he takes over. He brings that presence in the lineup. He has that, that MVP-style um, flavor and uh, and and just, you know, leads the team to a um a hot end of the season to go into the postseason and he's been doing it hit 264 this past week two home runs nine rbis Ooh, stole a base that's a fun stat julio good job putting that one in hey. and he and he walked eight times look at that good shit um so he's he's been great and i've been i've been really happy with that i don't know he he's not leading off lately do you think that's part of it um yeah maybe just the not having to deal with the pressure of like setting the table has been easing him up a little bit. And he's always kind of thrived in that though, you know? Yeah. But again, this is just such a weird year that maybe giving him the easing of the pressure. The guy is probably going through so much pressure alone with, with it being a contract year for him. Yeah. Maybe this might be the thing that really helps him out. So, um, yeah, he's really bounced back after kind of a slow start and, Contract well, year or not, me. he's gonna get that contract. Someone's gonna pay him. It's it's well, it's a fact. I hope it's us, but someone's gonna pay him. He didn't. He did lead off today, though. He had one hit. Um, but that's because dramatic change in um, roster situations today because of all the injuries. Bob Melvin's trying to like find different things out. So, um, but L- Lestella has been leading off, which is pretty cool. But today he hit third, which is great. Lestella, um, Julio, what was yours? Out of the pack, Mac. That's right. Uh, uh, average, not great. He hit two twelve, five home, uh, 
five. Wait, is that right? Five home runs? Did I get that right? I, I don't think you got right. that right. No, uh, I think he hit like one or two home runs, but um, yeah, uh, five RBIs. He had a steal and three walks. Um, he well, my goal was to say, hey, he's pretty much taking Matt Chapman's production, which mm-hmm. he kind of did. I mean, in theory. Uh, in theory, he did. He didn't look great against Seattle and as well as Colorado, but mm-hmm. I think both the team didn't. There, I, I'm look. We we're very high standards for the last few years of how the team has been. I think yeah. this last week should be the time where we're like, all right, well, we should be able to go easy and exp- like sponge out everything that's happened, considering. Mm-hmm. all the travel they've had to do considering the the conditions they've had to play in the considering the double headers um he I, for most of the part i think he did his job um he, the rest of the season he's done been pretty good he didn't have the best week this last week but he's just not walking as much which is kind of weird i feel like he's re- he's reaching a little or he's, he's searching a little bit too much so I, I don't know that's that's one concern for me i would say yeah i i'm not worried about him uh, to be honest i think as like as the team as a whole i'm not really too worried um just because no, i think guys this, this step was up. such a weird 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 week like i don't think mm-hmm. any ace team has had it gone through what this team has done in the yeah. last week so for people and uh, let's be real i now that we have this twitter account and we're seeing what we're following a lot of ace fans and we really appreciate the followership we're i'm seeing a lot of people talking mad shit on this team right now I'd like to see any other team, it doesn't matter who they are, whether they're talent, go through what this team has had to do in this last week. I agree. And still come out 9-7 and seven after 16 straight days. Yeah. So that, it shows a lot of resilience. I think it shows a lot of toughness in this team that even despite all that, they still got a winning record. Yeah. It, it wasn't nice. Not every win's going to be a blowout or a, a gem, but it will take it. We'll take it, especially. And, yeah. and the rotation has really kept it together. And Absolutely. I mean, the bullpen's been more or less pitching well. They had a couple of bad games, but um, the rotation's really been keeping together, pitching, keeping it together, and pitching really well. Manaya is still hot, still really riding off that that hot streak. Um, Lazardo had a little rough outing the other day. Um, Montas had a little bit of rough outing as well, but but they kind of bounced back. Bassett's been again. The most consistent pitcher on the the on, in the starting rotation. Just keep patting yourself on the back. Hey, I know you that's know what, what you want to When do. I see it, I see it. And Mike Fires has stepped up huge. He's been a lot better. Um, Espe- look, yeah, so, I owe him job, an apology because yeah. I I I kind of shit on him on our Twitter, just saying that like he's pitching a course and then he pitched great today. So great yeah. job, Mike. Um. So yeah, and uh, that's that. All right, Julio, who's your player of the week? Uh, I like to quote the lyric from the California funk rock band Red Hot Chili Peppers, and that is, okay. uh, it's just a minor thing, and I'm a minor king. I'm going Mike Minor. He put the team on his back, dude. We, uh, a lot of fans, a lot, a lot of people have been shitting on this pickup of of, of signing of making this trade for him yeah. he got lit up by the Astros he got lit up by the Padres he has not looked good and what does he do against Seattle amidst a doubleheader 
awful playing conditions. All these games in a row, he throws a compl- seven-inning complete game shutout. Mm-hmm. Allows only he had a one hitter through seven innings. He, he literally he gave up another. Go ahead. Yeah, he gave up. Uh, he gave up another hit after that. So it's two hit, two hitter, two walks, eight strikeouts. Please apologize to this man, A's Nation, who's been given a hard time because when this guy is on, he he's really good. So he literally did the definition of putting the team on his back. He literally I've never did that. Seen a man he literally did that. Put the team on his back. He gave up no runs in a complete inning or a complete game pitching situation. That puts he's thirsty. It, he put he's... he put the team on his back. Like the, if you don't get Player of the Week by that like then i i don't know what you got to do to get player of the week so if you didn't pick him i i i would have picked him out of just just uh just and the respect the fact, yeah from the fact from day 1 he's in multiple times there bob uh bob melvin's been speaking out like saying like um i he's like mike has been excited to be here it doesn't yeah. matter where you throw him in. put him in the bullpen put him in mm-hmm. the start a game he's the, and Look at look what he's done. Look what he did that game against. And I know we all crap on Seattle. Seattle's not Still too far from hunt. a playoff picture. Still on the playoff hunt. Yep. Kyle Lewis is probably going to be the rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Gonzalez has been really good this year as a pitcher. They're not a bad team. So to see him do that, kudos. I'm also, really happy for Mike. we didn't really give up much to get him. So it's like... Bingo. Don't, there's no reason to be upset about that. All right, so my player of the week is... I told the Julio before this. I was like, I'm picking the obvious one. So dibs. Um, Tommy Lastella. Lastella. He just continues to be just, just a Lastella, and he just. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why Bob Melvin moved him to number three in the lineup. He was two for four today. He's hitting two eighties two. He's consistently just hitting, and he's consistently getting guys on, and or getting on and 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 getting home, and it's just. It's just great. I just love it, and and it was a great pickup. And I was telling Julio before the show started, kind of in our pre-show little meeting, and I was like, "What if? I mean, probably not, but just what if the A's decided to sign him to like a two or three year deal if he'd be down for it, like a two three year eight million dollar deal? That'd be so great. That'd be so ideal. We'd have the best infield in baseball for the next three years. It'd be so much fun. Well, you know, hoping that they sign resign Marcus, but." It'd be so. I, he just. I love having him be an A. I wish he would. I hope he continues to. I wish I hated something as much as he hates striking out because he hasn't struck out yet as an Oakland A. It's great. It's, it's insane. It's bound to happen, but that's just wild. Um, All so. right. So um, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with a very fun special segment. We're going to cover another team in Major League Baseball, not ours, with a special guest. Um, I think you guys will really enjoy it. The team that we are playing this coming week and potentially a World Series preview, Leo, if we make it that far and if they do. So stick around and we will be right back. And we're back from our break from the town tailgate this week. We are back. Yep, we are back. The back as we can be. Uh, This week we have a new segment. It's called Know Your Enemy. 
this coming week, we're playing against the best team in baseball right now, as well as a perennial World Series contender, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Can I just say one thing before you, you go into that? This is not a reference to the Green Day song that was trash back in 2009. Just want to make no, sure that's this clear, is a reference. That song this sucked. is a reference to the Rage Against the Machine song from 1992. Boom. That's right. Fuck you, Chris. I want to do what you tell me. Anyways, uh, we thought we'd bring on a guest who can educate us a little bit more. So I've brought on a good friend of mine, known for a long time, uh, one of the bigger Dodger fans I know, Mr. Ronnie Wyatt. Welcome to the show. Welcome, Ronnie. Hey, guys. How's it going? Oh, you know, um, it's a lot of ups and downs as, as A's fans because, you know, we go on these hot streaks where it's like, cool, we'll win like eight straight games and then we'll drop four in a row and then we'll lose like four out of our last or we'll lose like six out of our last 10 and it's just like it's it's just a constant roller coaster we're not as dominant as you guys are we haven't clinched the playoffs like you guys did this today um so there's yeah. a couple reasons why i wanted to bring ronnie on here uh one ronnie is probably one of the more educated like baseball fans i know and somebody who can especially with the dodgers you can actually Thank like you. speak pretty well <laughs> on it and you can kind of break down the team a little bit more i know ronnie grew up in the rancho cucamonga area so i know he grew up going to like a lot of triple a games out there or, or minor league games time out time out i have a question do you know the workaholics yes i know them all <laughs> met them all i'm sad that that show was not shot in rancho cucamonga it was they not just used it, our name it was not it was it, it was shot in van nuys yeah that's what they I, smeared yeah. the good it's name of rancho so cucamonga you never live next to ice cube when he was there in next friday no just snoop dogg yeah. in real life uh, but, <laughs> but uh, uh, uh blake anderson uh oakland a's fan by the way up. Uh, but the other reason, sure. too, I wanted to bring on here is you're also one of the Dodger fans I know that doesn't have a criminal record, so make sure you don't get in trouble. <laughs> you just don't know it yet. It's it's there. That's true. It's, it's white-collar like... crime. It's fine. What'd you get busted for? Uh, um, I don't. I never invade, evade my taxes, so it, it wasn't that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yeah, don't look into that. It definitely wasn't tax evasion. I can't tell you what it was, but not tax evasion. So we have to guess. It wasn't All right, we'll do it research over the course Schman- of the show. Yeah. I'll drop hints through the podcast. It rhymes with <laughs> schmanschmodder. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, all right. Uh, so yeah. again, Ronnie, welcome. Uh, so next week, if you A's fans don't know, uh, again, A's Dodgers are playing. This is the only series they were playing throughout this whole crazy uh, West teams only season. They'll be playing next week, starting on September. Uh, let me make sure I got this right. September twenty second for a three game series. So before we jump Correct. in a little bit further with the series and the Dodgers, how they're doing this season, want to get to know a little bit more about you with your fandom. First and foremost, how did you become a Dodger fan? You're from Southern California, so that's obvious. But is there anything else that kind mm-hmm. of got you into them? There, there was no choice. <laughs> From birth, there's there's. Well, I mean, there was um, there was the Angels, so there is a choice. No, not my family. There was <laughs> not a kidding, choice. And the Angels, the Angels are barely a choice. I feel bad. My my roommate is an Angel fan and a Chargers fan, and I don't know why he would ever choose that life. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's pictures of me. Like I went home in a Dodgers uh, like onesie or like wrapping. Mm. There's like the first pictures of me as a baby are uh, as a Dodger fan. Um, my dad likes to say that the first word I ever said was go Dodgers. That's probably true. I can't say that wasn't. Um, and then uh, growing up, it was just the, as far as like major league was concerned, because as Julio mentioned earlier, I went, I 
went to a lot of minor league games in Rancho Cucamonga, and I also worked for that minor league team for like six, seven years. What did you do for them? So, um, I was a bat boy. No way. Then, That's so yeah, cool. Uh, when I for that that team, I they were the um, they were the Angels minor league team at the time. Now they're the Dodgers, mm-hmm. which is is great. But yeah, I was a minor league uh, bat boy for the Angels organization, and then um, yeah, so as a kid, the Dodger Stadium was. I mean, my dad being a Dodger fan, we never even thought about going to Angel Stadium. We went to Dodger Stadium. My dad had season tickets right down the first baseline for a really long time mm-hmm. uh, before the renovations. And then, uh, yeah, it just kind of stuck from there. So it's, I don't know, it's never, it was never really like a, oh, I'm a Dodgers fan. It was just, I root for the Dodgers. It was just. just it was there. like you're born, it, it, you don't know anything different. It's just like, it is, it is who, it's a much a part of you as like the, the hair on your head type of thing yes yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. it's pretty and it's kind of similar to our stories too because both of us were kind of grew up and like you're an ace fan there's really nothing else kind of thing mm-hmm. uh tangent before yeah. we go into the next question is there any notable players that you were like around when you were at bat boy um kendra morales uh howie kendrick howie kendrick's actually one of the nicest people that uh, i've ever met alongside tory hunter when he came in rehab he didn't like played for that but he came and rehabbed a lot um mark trumbo not a great guy uh, i'll say that not not cool not a mark trumbo fan no offense. he doesn't seem like that cool in the first place so you're not blowing uh, my mind with that yeah and if, i hope the mark trumbo stands out there that listen to your uh podcast all two you. uh darren all two mark and uh whoever else his family uh, and then Darren O'Day, who uh, he was a reliever for the Orioles. I think I he's with he is the he's I remember the league. right now. Yeah, great, such a nice dude. One of the a great, nice guy. Now he was probably the person that um, I was the happiest to see, like actually make it to the, mm-hmm. the big leagues. So. Yeah, he's with the Braves. Thirty-seven years old. Good for him. Awesome. Nice. Uh, so we already talked about kind of a good idea of what why you like this team so much. But there's anything specific? Mm-hmm. I know you talked about a lot with like going to games with your dad growing up. Yeah, um, I think Dodger Stadium, Chavez Ravine, whatever I, I don't, whatever you want to call it, um, it's just like a, it's a, a super special place to me. There's a lot of things that have happened in my life, both good and bad, that just so happened to be at Dodger Stadium. Um, I won't go into too much detail, but it really just comes down to like uh, like family memories that are there. Like my first autograph, first time going to a, a game. Uh, we go there for Father's Day pretty frequently as well, so I was like even deep, more deeply associated with my family. Um, and it's like the one thing—not the one thing, because we we all love sports in general—but like my, it's something that my brother, my dad, and I we all have in common. And that's if you know the three of us, that's pretty kind of spectacular that we have anything in common. <laughs> so it's good. That's it's a nice common bond. So really, it just comes down to family and the the memories I have with that team and. It's, you know, we we were kind of talking about that a little bit with our guest last week, another A's fan, but um, how... There's so many of you guys. I never realized that until I met Julio, and then people just kind of started coming out of, like, the woodwork. Yeah, they're right like, the, the, hey. the past three years. The past three years, they're coming out the woodwork. But they're, they're, there's a very small, um, uh, hardcore crew well, of us well, that we, we stick tight together. When Ronnie yeah. met me, that was when we're kind of, like, at our peak, and then they blew the... Mm. They blew it in 2014, and then it was just 2014. Dark we don't talk about yeah. that. We don't talk about that on this podcast. Um, That's the real tragedy of this year. Is like, I mean, we would have gone to these games for sure if there was fans yeah. in the crowd. We would have been. Now, there. Um, 
Well, just one second. It's just, uh, how connect? I just want to say, like, how connected small childhood memories that really, like, in hindsight, you look back, like, if I was an adult, I probably wouldn't think too much about it. Like, you know, going to a game with my uncle, like, cool, it's probably just another tailgate with him. But, like, <laughs> but, uh, but, like, to me as a kid, when you're having such a great time and, you know, you're, you, you enjoy little things like that because, one, obviously, your intelligence isn't as uh, developed and you're not as experienced, but, like, how important those memories are and, like, how places, like, the locations where you experience those are, just mean so much. It's just kind of like, I don't know, it's just kind of... um uh philosophically very interesting and very like fun you know to think about things like that like i was talking to my buddy jackson this week and first ever raider game i went to him and his dad took me to it and he had his dad had seats in the black hole he sat in the black hole and this is when the raiders were shit which is always so (laughs) pretty obvious um and it was like this really close game against like a really shitty team too i think it was like the Bengals or something and it came down to the last possession. It was like a really close game the entire game. It was like a pretty high-scoring game. It went to like 20, 27 points. And just memory, I just remember just how important it was. And it wasn't important to the Raiders' season because they ended up being like 5 and 12, or five and 11. <laughs> but like the game was so intense, so much fun. And that game like made me a Raider fan because I just had so much fun at this game. And it's just like he's his dad probably had been to a million of those games but like for me it's just it it matters so much to me because i was there i experienced it It was my first football game like i don't know little things like that it's just kind of yeah it's a fun little like correlation that all of our guests have kind of had we it's awesome i think like more than most sports i think baseball relies a lot on that Mm -hmm. i guess like i don't know i guess like i I use my girlfriend as an example big time yeah exactly i use like my girlfriend when she grew up she didn't go to any sporting events she didn't like follow any team she knew like sports existed and she knew who they were but she doesn't have that like i think that's like where real fandom comes from is that bond yeah and i think like especially with baseball i think as you get older it's harder to like grab that for people Mm -hmm. i think we're lucky because we like literally had a grandfather down to us this like love for this game but a lot of people don't have that, and it's it it it's, it hurts because I wish they did. Because mm-hmm. I I would trade like my baseball memories, being at the Dodger games, being at the minor league stadium. I'm like that's in my I can't explain like my childhood without talking about that. Mm-hmm. So it's such a yeah like 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 you mentioned such a family thing, and it's such like a a nice thing to get passed down. And it 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 sucks that baseball is kind of not having that right now. There's not a lot of people like grabbing well, onto it viewership so is actually up that. this year i don't know if it's because it's the covid world yeah. and we're all stuck inside and watching but like we've talked about this a few weeks ago on one of our episodes that the a's have actually been like one of the highest growing uh, tv viewership i think in all of baseball actually um, nice. you want to know who That's was number right. two though the los angeles Ooh. dodgers there we go. And it, it's impossible to watch Dodger games. Yeah. yeah, that's – oh, God, that's a whole other thing. Um, but I was going to say, Chris, it's funny that that's your memory of your first Raider game. My first Raider game I think was like the mid-late 90s. My dad is a season ticket holder. Mm-hmm. And I just remember a gigantic brawl between like a Raider fan and a Jets fan. And they're rolling down aisles and like – there was these two women. Of course, as a Jets yeah, fan, and there was these course. two women who sat behind us, behind my dad, who were season ticket holders, and sat by them for years. And they were just like, mm-hmm. "Oh Lord, no! Somebody stop them!" It's a fantastic sight. Um, but that's your. That's that, your that was my first. That that's was my first Raiders game. Raiders. I was like, "Cool." This- I watched a man die, so that, and I knew I, I had to be a Raiders. Games where people have been stabbed. I'm like, "Oh, I didn't see it." 
Good thing it wasn't there. So that was former <laughs> Oakland Raiders uh, minute yeah. on this week's episode of the Downtown yeah. Game Podcast. Future, future, um, but I love that you brought up, like, just Dodger Stadium. I think Chris and I can really uh, agree with this. Is coming from the Bay Area, Dodger Stadium gets so much hate because it is the Dodgers, because all this. But and to me, I've been to Fenway, I've been to the Tokyo Dome, I've been to AT&T. I've, I, I, Dodger Stadium's like in my top three favorite stadiums. It's the second most beautiful ballpark I, I've ever been. Traffic, look, getting in and out. What's what's the, the fucking first? worst? Fenway. I got on it. Fenway. I, I wasn't the biggest fan of Fenway in retrospective. I've only seen Fenway covered in snow, so I can't mm-hmm. like. That but nice Dodger, one. yeah. Once you're actually in your seat and there, I don't think there's many better views in baseball. And and, yeah, and, you, and let me let me clarify. I, I, in terms of like just beautiful like structure and like history and like just for the time that it was built, just very like ar- architecture. Like it's just a beautiful ballpark and like you know the color design and everything like that and where it's positioned. Um, in Los exactly. Angeles too, up on up on you know Griffith Park, you know up in the hills, um, it's just beautiful. So it's like Fenway was definitely number one. I've been to a lot of ballparks. Been to Petco. Petco's really nice too. I've obviously been to AT and T. AT and T's really nice too. Um, if if in terms of like the the experience of just going to a ball game, not like sitting down watching a game, but like if I want to do all these things and literally not watch the, a single second of the baseball game, mm-hmm. like be entertained like if i wanted to take a date to a game like it would be 18 tier petco but in terms of i want to sit down enjoy a baseball game and just take in like the history of the sport and like everything about it it it's it's fenway number one and just dodger stadium number two easily and i've been to yankee stadium too i've been to like i've been to a bunch of places but yeah i don't like the way the way old yankee stadium or new? new i've never been to old i didn't go to old unfortunately that. but me new. either i don't yeah. like the outside of yankee stadium is i don't like i've it. heard a lot of complaints i mean what do you expect yeah. It's just like it looks. It looks like almost intimidating. It's just like tall and yeah. gray. It's very corporate now it's too. Like, uh, yeah, I drove exactly. by City Field. That looked cool. I've been to City yeah, Field. I, I, like I City Field. Like City, City Field was nice. City Field was nice. It's in the middle of nowhere yeah. though. Kind of sucks. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's the. That's what I was gonna get at. Is like the the parks you brought up, like Fenway, um, like Wrigley, Petco, AT and T, Dodger Stadium. Like the beauty is that they're kind of like built into the cities that they mm-hmm. they're in, so it feels like. Part, like part of, of it, yeah. that city part, yeah, yeah. It feels like I mean that's why I just despise Angel Stadium. It's just I, in the I, middle I of a parking lot, and it sounds like they're going to change it. Like they're going to they're supposed to renovate it yeah. or whatever. They already kind of um, are. Like they're building a lot of development around that area. Yeah. It's just so gross to drive by, and it's just yeah. cement. Um, well, but. I swear we'll have to bring you back one episode where we're just going to do in the off season just stadium talk because I think That'd between be the three yes. of us, I think we've probably been to. Almost underrated Cleveland Stadium. The, I can't remember what it's called. I remember a progressive field. Yeah. Progressive field. Big fan. Um, but big I will fan. say, I, the one thing I do like about Angel Stadium, I love driving by it and seeing the halo lit up. And it's like, all right, they won. That's cool. That's awesome. That is cool. All right. That's cool. It doesn't fuck happen. Yeah, fuck them. It's fucking lame. No, it's <laughs> fucking lame. All right. So, uh, back to some. I'm glad we skipped the Coliseum and all this hey, talk. We, by the way. we already we, we just didn't. It, 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 doesn't, cool. it doesn't take a fucking gen- like like we're A's fans, we're nostalgic <laughs> to it, but it doesn't take a fucking genius to know it's the shittiest stadium in baseball. I bought the ugliest hat I ever bought at an A's game in honor of how ugly Fantastic. that stadium was. I was well, like, I, look, need, I need to remember. Turd, but there's not many better baseball experiences in terms of fandom and the excitement of it. Like no, the Coliseum. no, no, no. I agree. No, no, no. Uh, all right, so yeah. back to Dodger talk. 
this is a Dodger podcast right now. Uh, <laughs> I think Dodger talks trademarked. You uh, can't say that. Uh, Dodgers. Like, yeah, sued. Calling my Dodgers. lawyer right now. Do you have a f- getting to know the Dodgers? Getting to know the Dodgers. Do you have a favorite? There's a lot of stuff that's happened over the the last ten years, twenty years, really, of Dodgers. But do you have something that really stands out to you as your favorite Dodger moment as a whole? Oh, and then, uh, favorite game or experience you had in person? Uh, my favorite experience. I don't know if you were there, Julio, because I was hammered. <laughs> So you probably weren't Is there. Is Julio uh, ever there when you're hammered? I'm very confused. No, I can't friendship. remember if Julio's oh, there. Oh God, I, got it. <laughs> I know the times I've we, been hammered. We don't get there. we don't get hammered together. I don't know him like that. No, straight edge now. Um, no, there was a game where they were playing the Giants, and I mean, living in California, I think you guys know this. There's Dodger and Giants fans everywhere. So especially where me and yeah. Julio used to work, we um, tons of Giants fans there. Uh, we got a group of like 20 and it was split down the middle, 10 and 10, like Dodger fans, giant fans. We sat as high up because we didn't have money back then, uh, sat up as high as we could in Dodger stadium, which is pretty high. You have to climb all the steps yeah. and everything. Um, and we, the game, like we were just drinking the whole time. The game went, don't quote me on this again. I can't go back and find it, but, um, the game went like 15, like 16 innings. Like enough to the point where like they, they kept like we made a friend and they kept selling us alcohol when they shouldn't have, <laughs> and like it got to the point where like Giants fans, Dodger fans, we were just like our group, we were just rooting for the game to end. Mm-hmm. We were just like, please, anybody win. But um, that was a good moment because you hear so much hate about like a good recent moment at least because you you hear so much hate about Giants and Dodger fans and that's for sure real. But it was a nice moment to just kind of like put that aside and like have that hatred be like mutual but like fun mm-hmm. in a way right like when it's with people you know it's less like fun spirited shit talk yeah exactly and less like actually trying to beat the shit out of people yeah. at like a raiders game like julio's family yeah. apparently. That um was me. i was the uh, dealing the, the justice the other memory like the best memory or best memory recently I'm so superstitious, especially when it comes to baseball, and that's partially because I was a bat boy. And one, I'm going to go on a little tangent here, but one time as a bat boy, I cleaned up the on deck circle before the game ended, and like because we were up like three, four runs, and I was like, it's over. And the other team came back and won, and one of the players on the team like screamed at me. Like, actually got no mad way. at me. Like, you don't, yeah. He's like, you don't pack up until the game is completely over. Like, like I mean, he was, he's probably more superstitious than I am. But that put that in me to the point where, like, even today, like, I have, like, a national anthem routine I go through. Um, but one of the superstitions is I will not watch in person in the same room a Dodger game with my dad because it's absolutely the worst experience of my life always bad he's i'm an optimistic sports fan i'm an optimistic sports fan and he is the most pessimistic sports fan i've ever met it'll be top of the first and a ball like just outside and he's like it's over can't throw strikes don't need to i i I can't watch this i can't watch this and he's like that with every sport but baseball because the dodgers are like that's his team he like has he likes the he, he likes the lakers he didn't really have a after the Rams left the first time. He didn't really have a football team, but he roots like that fantasy football. 
But the Dodgers, it's the worst. Mm-hmm. It's just so I won't watch the game with him. So there was a sh- uh, the first. I want to say it had to be the first World Series recently. The one against the cheaters. Uh, the asterisks. Yes, the one against the ones against the trash cans. Um, that was that the one where one of the games went like like super. Yeah, I think that was uh, one of the. Was that the Justin Turner hit a walk off? Right? Sixteen. It was sixteen innings, and it, Nathan Evaldi yes. came in in the what the eighth no, inning. No, no, no. That, that, that was that? Uh, Red Sox. I think. Yes, oh, that was Red Sox. That's right. I think you're right. It was yeah, the Turner yeah, hit. Yeah, Astros is right. Yeah, yeah. Either, either way, at that time I was like uh, staying with my parents because I was in between places, and I pulled up, and I think it was like the ninth or tenth inning. It might have just been like the tenth or eleventh inning, and I was like, I can't go inside. It's bad luck. My dad, I know my dad's up watching the game, mm-hmm. and he's gonna make me watch it with him, and I can't say no. He's my dad, um, and he's like, I'm like, I can't do that. So I parked outside my house. And I just listening to the to the uh, game on the radio, and I don't. It's it's late, obviously, and I just fall asleep, <laughs> like just because it's late. I'm tired. I just worked like a full shift. I fall asleep in like the eleventh. Wake up in like the fourteenth, <laughs> or like the end of fourteenth, fifteenth. Whenever the game, like I woke up just in time to like for the hit to happen to win the game. Like I listened to that inning. And I go inside, and my dad's, like, still awake. And he's like, you were outside. Like, why were you outside just sitting in your car? And I was like, I can't watch the game with you. It's bad luck. I was like, it worked, didn't it? I was like, I can't watch the game with you. Uh, so, yeah, I slept in my car listening to Dodgers uh, World Series games. I was going to ask, so so is he going to listen to this podcast, and does he know that you can't watch the games with him? Like, is he going to find out by listening to this? No, he. Uh, he'll be a little sad that he, I can't, but he knows I can't. Like, yeah. I, I'm old enough now. That he know, yeah. he knows. It's, it's been that way forever. I think any paranoid baseball, because I think every baseball fan is paranoid in one way or another, he'd, he'd mm-hmm. be like, I get it. My Yeah, he gets my, it. So, like, my mom is the opposite, and I love watching games with her because of that. So my mom is, like, the biggest Ace fan, just bigger Ace fan than me and Julio damn near, like, in terms of, like, watching mm-hmm. the team following. And, like, she's, like, so optimistic. Like, I think it's because of, like, the our 2012 in a team that would like, like always walk off like anytime we were down in a game like it just felt like we would come back um i, I know you probably don't know this but just for the listeners um hmm. ever since then she's just like we'll be down by like seven runs she's like it's okay this is what we do we'll come back and it's just like all right cool That's it's so kind awesome. of encouraging it's like it's kind of funny that, it's the opposite yeah i much prefer that <laughs> yeah. other than like yeah. they could the dodgers could be up three nothing and walk one guy and god forbid it's the leadoff Hitter? Yeah, my dad will blow a casket. It's over. <laughs> so you can't handle it. You can't handle. I would be it. like frustrated to know about that too. I, I get it. Yeah, there's frustration, but then there's like the game's over, the season's yeah. over. I I can't do it anymore. So what about the best game you saw? Oh no, with the oh, um, the drunken giants game. Yeah, drunken giants game is probably the best recent game. There's been so many. I mean, the one I also cherish recently is uh, my boss is also a big Dodgers fan mm. and the um the Mets were in town and we had a guy for, who cuz um our our home company is in New York but uh this guy one of our sales guys came out and he's a Mets fan and it just so happened the Mets were playing the Dodgers and the Mets were leading from like the first inning just like a started leading from the beginning and like this Mets fan is so stoked he's so excited cuz I consider the Mets the A's of the East Coast they just 
that's not a so, don't look at me like that Julio. No, it's not bad you're, right you're you're, you're accurate not a bad <laughs> comparison no, not at all but um he's so excited he's like oh we're beating the dodgers in their own stadium it's gonna happen and then the dodgers score fourth four runs in the bottom of the ninth including like a walk-off home run and i just saw like i saw years of matt of mets uh fandom like wash over his face <laughs> No, that that's like actually that's shot. actually more accurate than than you would think, Julio. Because like the Mets are also always kind of good too. You know, they always yeah. like have just, runs. Yeah. Just good enough to have hope. I yeah. think if they weren't in New York, they would probably be considered a little less of a joke. But because they're in the the second team, yeah. even though they've been to worlds, they've been to two World Series in the last twenty years. Um, they've had multiple Cy Young winners and all that stuff. I I like that. I like that. All right, so next topic. Uh, Dodgers are obviously, if you're not paying attention to the rest of baseball besides the Oakland A's, the Dodgers are killing it right now. They are 35-15. and 15. Chris pointed out earlier they're the first team to clinch a playoff spot. They have a staggering run differential of 102 runs. It's, like, not even yeah. fair. The next closest... <laughs> I didn't next, even know that. Yeah, That's the next ridiculous. closest team is tied between the Chicago White Sox and the San Diego Padres at 79. Uh, in other words, the Dodgers are really, 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 really good. If there are any chinks in the Dodgers' I armor, mean, though, what would they be? Were we surprised that the White Sox are this I'm good? I'm just throwing no, that out No, there. me, me I, and Julio I was a little bit in surprised. our first episode and, like, and also in a preview podcast from for the MLB season and on my mm-hmm. personal podcast, we talked about like teams to look out for and the White Sox were one yeah. of them because they've been building this team for, for the past five years, just collecting prospects after prospects after prospects. And That's true. Yeah. I guess I just expect, I didn't expect them to lead the division. I mean, the extended playoffs, I guess I, ex- I expected them to be. Cleveland's pretty like, close. So, and, and so are the twins. So the twins. We'll, we'll see how it yeah. ends up, but yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as like issues, the Dodgers have the glaring one is uh it's like late inning relief pitching really like jansen is i i don't know especially maybe i'm just recent recency bias over the last like week but every time like unless the how big is that run differential you said 122 uh somewhere around isn't canley jansen leading the league 102 he he is but that's because but that's because the dodgers always have the lead but every time he pitches i get worried unless it's like a three to four uh, run lead, I'm worried. Like especially, I don't know if you caught any of the uh, Padres. Uh, he didn't even cl- he didn't close the game out today. That's my knowledge. Who was it? Trident. I was watching. Uh, no, Baez came in and, and closed the, the game out. Slowest pitcher in the history him. of baseball. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I hate watching um, games where he pitches. It's so or innings is so frustrating. <laughs> but yesterday's game. Dodgers are up like I'm gonna say I don't know I can pull up the box score but they're up and this might also be a Padres issue because the Padres are a very scary team mm-hmm. but um, yeah it's just he's not the Jansen of a few years ago he gives up a lot more hits than he he normally did I think if the uh, Dodgers didn't score 100 runs per game like that'd be a bigger issue and that issue definitely becomes more prominent and more pronounced as you get into playoff baseball is can you close games out. Uh, uh, quick scary. Quick stat check. So he's third. He has eleven saves. 
Number two is Brad Hand, and number one is Lean Hendricks Boom! of the Oakland A's. Just want to throw that Woo! in. There. Sorry, go ahead, Julio. Self plug. Yeah, it's uh, and <laughs> the thing is too, like the both. I think it's weird. I think the common thing amongst baseball in general, almost every year, is a shaky bullpen. So like everyone's always scared, mm-hmm. except for this year. It's like the A's bullpen. We're not really. That's the one thing we feel confident in. So who knows? That might be better. No, I think we've had four bad innings all season. It's yeah, great. it's it's great. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. Obviously, so again, back to kind of more a little bit about the Dodgers. We know we know about Mookie we know, and Cody Bellinger. They're going to be perennial MVP candidates for years to come. Clayton Kershaw. Two of the top five yeah. players in the league. How how great is that? That somebody, the, the big uh, MLB, the show player in the sky, did a fantasy trade and got Mookie bets on this team and, like, didn't automatically, like, quit. Didn't, like, start And the over. thing is, Alex Verdugo yeah. is actually playing pretty good in Boston, but it's like – He's not Mookie Betts. Uh, yeah. He's not um, Mookie Betts. Clayton Kershaw is going to be a, at least a top five Cy Young candidate. He's been pay, like, pitching lights out. Um, huge comeback yeah, year. Yeah, huge comeback year, right. especially with the with the kind of the question marks around the rotation. But is there something that, like, the everyday – the person who's not an everyday fan or doesn't really notice that the Dodgers – somebody specifically on the Dodgers is great at or the team as a whole is great at? I mean, I think it's pretty obvious, but I don't know if people who don't watch the Dodgers don't like they probably don't get to see it firsthand. But that lineup is so stacked, and that team is so deep that, like at the beginning of the year, like it's like correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like Bellinger like got off to a really slow start, and it didn't it did not matter. And like there, it, that's the beauty of having this kind of deep of a team, and especially like hitting wise, is you can you can afford to have that happen. And I don't know if, like, not to say, like, the, I mean, obviously the Dodgers the last handful of years have had a great, have great lineups and can hit the crap out of the ball. But this year it just feels like if somebody's slacking, there's somebody there that's picking it up or, like, like the other half of the lineup is picking it up. So Bellinger can afford to kind of, like, disappear for a little bit. If, like, if Mookie stops hitting, somebody else is picking it up. There's not really, like, a soft spot in that lineup that, um, you can really pick away at it, it. I think if if you're if you're the opposing pitcher like, and you see Mookie Bellinger, Muncie, I don't know Turner's Turner, back now, Seager yeah. coming up the lineup. Like, who are you pitching around? Exactly to get to Not, the yeah, next you guy. Wanna... <laughs> and you're like, shit, I can't pitch around this guy. Can't pitch around this guy. Like, all right, I guess I guess I just gotta go after all three of them. And it's just like. Fuck, dude! Like it's just... yeah, it's unrelenting, and that's really I I feel like where that big run differential comes from is there's no there's no breaks. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. So I I mean that's pretty obvious if you look at the stats. Um, I mean the other, I just love the starting rotation for them too, and really, I mean, I'm not I I like it. I don't know why. I just really like hmm. it. I think Trevor May pitched really well today. If anything, a lot of promise with him, but I feel like he was not living up to expectations. But at the same time, he got brought up earlier than expected, so it's just kind of like, all right, kid, true. here you go. Let's throw you into the wolves. Like, time to go, bro. <laughs> and he's been doing. He's been doing all right. I mean, I'm trying to. I mean, you guys are the experts, and I have not been paying all that much attention the last like week or so. But I don't even like. What's the deal with Walker Bueller? Like, he's not even pitching. Well, he's he was, been hurt. Like, he's not. He's been, yeah. yeah, he's been hurt. But how hurt is he? Because that's another wrinkle that we haven't even thought of. It's yeah. like he's got to come. He's preferably going to come back at so, some point. This actually leads up yeah. to the follow-up and, question, which was like you. Mm-hmm. Right now, I think at least from an outsider's perspective, I think the one thing if we had to point out what to 
kind of a iffy thing is their rotation. Because once you get what's especially with Bueller hurt, once you get past Kershaw, if you're in a three game series, you're going to be relying on uh, Dustin May or Julio Urias or uh, Tony Goslin, who these are all guys who they have postseason experience. A few of these guys have pitched in the World Series, but now that they're full time starters, we don't really see what they, they're not really pitching at their expectations of what we've been hearing yeah, yeah, for yeah. years about from people like you and other Dodger fans who've been hyping these guys up. So like, do you think in the future, these guys will become the stars that they could be or? Yeah, I think for sure. I mean, I think Bueller being hurt and not pitching really affects that. Cause I think that's another, like not a, another spot in the rotation you don't have to worry about, but yeah, I think as the, I mean, I think as the years go on, you're, these guys are going to settle in. I think, like I said, I think, uh, yeah, I'm blanking. I mean, on this season's now. such an experiment. But Trevor May, there we go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This year, I, I, it's funny because I think this year was built for teams like the A's and the Dodgers. Yeah, that are really like, like they, they, they're kind of. They go with like they're, the um, they're, they're fluid. They kind of like go they're, on the pitch. They can change. Yeah, exactly. When you need them to. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it also and that's a big reason why they didn't make me. any moves towards like big pictures, like pitchers in the offseason like they have yeah. in the past, like like with let's signing Rich Hill and these guys. It's, it's like mm-hmm. oh, we, we we got these guys in the wings who are just ready to go. So like, yeah, I think I yeah I get I get I can see. I mean, it feels like we're picking up a, a weak point on a team that like that's still the weakest point on the the Dodgers, you know, like, yeah. like if that's the weak point is that the rotation is questionable, not bad, just questionable. Like I'm okay with that. Yeah. Kind of like a I gun to your head situation, but it's not, it's not the worst it's been. Yeah. It, it's yeah, exactly. an okay thing to have when your offense is as productive as it is, where it's like, cool. My starter yeah. is going to give up four runs. My yeah. team can easily score six, wow. but we scored eight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know? So we'll, we'll yeah, that's not great. To, that, but how long does that last? That's the big worry. That, that too. That's the concern, I guess. That's too, especially it's, after seeing what happened last year with the Nationals. Like that, you teams can easily lose that. It's just a scary thing. Now, back to the playoff talk. If this team is going to, because I think the expectations across the media and baseball and across baseball fans is this team's probably going to go to the World Series and they have a good chance of winning it. So, what do you think has to go right? for them to do this, to be this, live up to the expectations of what they are? Um, well, first off, I'm looking at the playoff picture right now, and that's the most terrifying thing ever, is that it's a Dodgers one seed and a Giants eight seed. That seems like misery written all over every Dodgers fan Why is of that? All time. That's just bad, bad movie, <laughs> man. Can, I, can ima- like, I can imagine... I feel like, like if I'm a Dodger fan, I'd be happy. Best like, of three the Giants, cool. No, no, the they're best a one of man three, team. A, but a best of three series against your most hated rival, you're the by far and away favorite. Yeah. All three games in your home park. Yeah. The the butts of the Dodgers would be clenched, and the Giants have nothing to worry about. They, they're supposed to be. They were supposed to be awful, mm-hmm. and the fact that they're like in the in it, like it's them, the Reds. Colorado's not too far behind. I mean, they kind of are like, bad. It's just the, the they're expanded bad, playoffs. Yeah, eight, yeah. I, I just don't want – if I had any choice, I would not play the but Giants. But at the same time, <laughs> would you rather play the Giants with that rotation, that lineup, or Cincinnati sneaks in and all of a sudden you're going to get to Trevor Bauer, Sonny Gray, and then Luis Castillo? 
Think about it, dude. With the Giants, it's okay, cool. Yeah, Mike Yastrzemski and Wilmer Flores, and that's Donovan it. Solano. That's pretty much their whole team. I, I think yeah. I'm just yeah, scared of what happens when the the Dodgers lose that series to two one, and I have to open up Twitter and I have to like <laughs> see people, and I have to just like, ooh, it's it's 2020. It's an even year. Oh, the whole yeah, even year yeah, crap starts all over awful. again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'd rather lose. To, uh, but you're right because, like, the Reds have the same thing the Nationals did last year. Just like pitchers, they're just gonna throw your arm to until it's disintegrated, mm-hmm. and we're gonna do like a three game series. That's uh, anything could happen. That's it's awful. A, um, I, I was gonna say that's go we we're gonna we talked about this earlier, but Chris and I, that's kind of a reason why I don't like the 16 team playoff perspective. Because it's just, yeah, sure, the zaniness of an eight seed advancing, it's fun in any other sport, but it's like, in baseball, the reality is in every other sport, that doesn't happen. Rarely does that happen. Hockey. Hockey. Hockey, yes. It happens all the time in hockey. Baseball, that's going to happen every year. That's going to happen every single year. Knock on wood if you're with me. Because both of our teams are probably going to... Actually, I think we'll see about the ace. Um, Yeah, I, I... Before like this, I, I was confused when the beginning of the season started because I heard something, and then it got corrected to like one v eight. But I could have swore I saw somewhere where like the top seed like picked like who they were gonna play. Like that was in that talks, was a right? conversation, yeah. But they that was a conversation. That, that was a conversation when it was fourteen team playoff. Oh, that makes sense because then when they went they, to sixteen, yeah. it's they developed this. It's um, easier this format. way. Yeah, yeah. I I just. The Giants just scare me because of like the history and the yeah. the I don't want to be the next Clippers. It's more you know? it's more Nobody the culture of the it. It's, yeah. Nobody wants to be. It's it's a culture it's, thing for as sure. As opposed to like the actual like game of like you know down the game type of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Uh, to answer your question more specifically, what needs to happen? The bats can't go cold. Um, I think Roberts needs to get outside of his head a little bit. I think sometimes he tries the big game. The uh, he tries the big brain. That guy all the is time such and... a just slave to the analytics. It's insane. Sabermetrics. It's insane. He truly is. Like 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 it's... like in the World Series three years ago, Rich Hill's pitching the game of his life, and he pulls him out in the sixth inning. And Rich Hill's like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, leave me in." And then he yeah. brings in I forgot who it was, and gives up like three runs in that inning. You're just like, "What the?" F-? And they lose the game. You're like, "Dude, I yeah. get it." I understand it's that there's a head numbers and a heart. To it, but we're in the playoffs. Like analytics go out the door in the playoffs a little bit. Yeah, you got to lead with your heart a little bit in the playoffs. At the same time, go with at the, the same flow. time, uh, who was the 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 Boston Red Sox manager, Julio? The one last year? No, was, uh, in two thousand three. Oh, uh, Grady Little. Oh. Grady Former Little, Dodger who who, who 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 uh, who yeah, that's right. Who left Pedro in and then kind of like because he went with his gut. So I mean, it's a, a happy medium. I mean, this is like what I've been trying to, especially with my dad when he gets super frustrated, and he's, he's like, "The season's a failure." It it's crazy because I mean, what team honestly wouldn't want like Rogers, like or Roberts rather? He um. You've gone to the World Series twice. You've lost it. Mm-hmm. That sucks. You lost last year to the team that ended up winning the World Series. Like, it sucks, but, like, 
you're right there. Like, you're on the door. Yeah. But, like, it, it sucks when you're supposed to open the door. You're supposed to shatter the door open. And that's what a lot of fans are frustrated with now. But people were like, we got to fire. We got to fire Dave. And I'm like, why? I don't like, I don't know, man. We're I, always I, in the conversation. When, when, you're, when your front office is just buying every single player who's ever lived, like, it's a little bit easier to be a manager in that successful, in my opinion. It's like the Joe Madden effect of the 2016 Cubs. Like, like I could have managed that team and won a World Series. Like, that's how stacked it is. Joel, you know, like, Joel Madden like could have managed that World Series. You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you're not wrong, but, like, why are you going to roll the dice on it? Yeah, I mean, wh- why, why manager, move on? Like, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not like you're like if we lost in the first round again this year, then maybe there's a conversation that needs to happen. Uh, but if you go to the World Series and you lose Game Seven, or you go up against a Red Sox team that was just not that was lose, cheating too. Yeah, it was. It was um, like you can't. You can be upset. You can be frustrated. But what what manager are you gonna bring in like that is gonna do like? Is there somebody that's like I can get that next half step forward to the championship? No, I don't. No, probably not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I don't nobody, know. Like, nobody. I don't know what the point of like the change is, right? Like you gotta. If, like I said, if we go out in the first round again, or like we completely collapse at some point here, like then maybe. But I mean, I don't know what you would see at the end of this year because this year's such an anomaly. I don't know what like personnel changes you'd really make, like on any team, really. Like, how do you judge your team after like? You spent all these years building up for, uh, like, over 160 games, and you only get 60. Like, yeah. how can you really judge anything? So, it'll be interesting to see what the offseason looks like. But, yeah, bats can't go cold. We have to be able to close games out, and Roberts has to, not not fully, just a little bit, go with his go with his heart instead of his head sometimes. Yeah. Just a little bit, you know? Good stuff. Right there. Good stuff. All right, final question, and it's not about the Dodgers. As somebody who doesn't follow the Oakland A's, who probably follows it because of shit I say, uh, mm-hmm. what? I don't listen to anything you say. Good, anyway. that's probably that's probably a good thing. Kurt, for you. Um, so, what do you know about the team? How do you feel about the team as a whole? And do you see this thing, like the thing that we got going on, like Dodgers A's? Eh? Uh-huh. Is, uh-huh. is this a potential World Series matchup in your mind? From what you know, I would love that. Wouldn't that I'd be awesome? It. Because I would love it, mainly because I, I hate would the love Giants. It. I would love it. I'd be so stressed. You, st- you would hate. I'd be stressed the fuck well, out. Yeah, but I'll be honest with you. Take your step. Yeah, take yourself yeah, but, out of there. You're gonna hate the fact that no, you're. I'd love it if series. I'm in the World Series, but that's that. gonna be one of the most stressful weeks of my life if it's the. But Julio, Dodgers. isn't that the isn't that the fun of of watching this team play baseball? Is like some. It's just how stressful it can it is sometimes. But then how rewarding it can be if, like, everything works out, which normally it doesn't. But if everything does work out, like, how much fun and, like, enjoyment you get out of it. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, it's – I mean, the A's have always been – like, I've never had any ill will towards the A's. I mean, I bet you – like, my my, my dad was at the the Gibson game. No way. That's crazy. Yeah. So he never hugged so many strangers. But um, (laughs) – So, I mean, like, maybe old, like, old Dodger fans might have some, like, resentment to the A's. But to me, the A's have always been, like, just such a fun time. And you guys, like, this year, it just, like I said, I think the season was built for you guys. Because you guys always get off to such good starts and you kind of have it together. or And then you kind of, like, per, like outsider's perspective, right? You get off to a really good start. And then, like, the middle part of the season is kind of like a lull. And then you guys, like, it usually looks, like, at least recently you're like always kind of in that wild card like hunt mm-hmm. when the a's aren't cheating which doesn't help anybody 
But you guys like always right there, or you get in and you're kind of dangerous. Like was it last year? I don't understand why you guys didn't pitch a starting pitcher instead of going like full. Oh, bullpen. that was that was two years two ago. years ago. But two yeah, years we don't ago, talk right? about that anymore. Don't understand. Don't understand that. Um, but no, I like if I'm rooting for an AL team, it's all. And this was before Julio, but it's only been like progressed with Julio. It's like I'm rooting for the A's, like. An all California, but, an all California series would be so much fun for us, and ESPN would hate it. Because, ESPN LA would love it. That's true. Yeah, but it's also yeah. in this these times of COVID, and since the Angels are bad, and we don't talk about the Giants, it's the only like healthy, responsible thing to do. Less travel, mm-hmm. keep the teams close. I think MLB should actually just make it happen. Whatever, just make it A's Dodgers. We're close. They don't have to travel. Well, all that far. they're they're doing a bubble for the playoffs. They approved it already. Yeah, the bubble should be Oakland and Los Angeles playing each other. I, the I mean, That's if that ends up happening and they do meet, they should just be like, you know what? S- screw. Let's Texas. just play in Dodger Stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. just play in California. I mean, yeah, yeah. wait, where they? Where's the informant? So where, the, bubble the bubble for at? the NL is NL teams for throughout the playoffs after the opening round will be in Texas. They'll be playing in Arlington and Houston. For the American League, it'll be <laughs> – you look disgusted. American League is going to be Dodger Stadium and Petco. And then- we don't need to go over this too, wait, too, wait. too in-depth on the podcast yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we covered it earlier yeah, yeah. in the podcast. But um, World Series is in basically, yeah. basically, National League is going to be playing in um, Tech- in uh, Texas. And then Texas. the American League is going to be playing in Southern California. And then they meet for the World Series in Texas. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. G- g- hooray. Why would you? Why would you not just? Fuck yeah. Those? But whatever. Um, I guess there's Bias. AL teams in California Bias. too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I would love to see that. One because it'd be fun to talk to you guys during it. I know a lot of A's fans. Um, I don't really care about. I don't want any other AL team to succeed. Um. The, it'd be funny to watch Giants fans be so mad that it's the Ace and Dodgers. That would be worth it alone. And if I like, I get yeah. Going back to it, if the Dodgers were to lose another World Series and break the hearts of so many people, um, and just shatter my poor family, um, I would hope that it was. With the, the one Ace. thing I've always said, so, why I like Dodger fans so much. We both hate the same teams. We both hate the Dodgers. Or yeah. We both hate the Giants. We both hate the Angels. So, um, true. That's going to pretty be it for this, Ronnie. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug while you're here? No. Fantastic. <laughs> I got nothing um, to plug. I'm just thank you guys yeah, for having uh, me hopefully, on. Well, thanks time. for coming, Ronnie. Yeah, this is awesome. Uh, yeah. Glad to bring you back on some baseball talk. But uh, we're going to take one more minute, little break for the show, and we'll be back in just a moment. All right, welcome back, everybody. Um, that was a fun conversation, Julio. I'm really glad we had Ronnie on. He was he's a he's a good he's a good uh, a good a good talk a good hang. And he didn't stab any of us, so that's great. Way to go, Dodger. That's true. Fans. You know, that's always a win with Dodger fans. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, all right, cool. Let's let's preview the coming week. Um, all right, so uh, this week coming up, we have uh, we face the Giants from um, the I know right from the um, the 18th to the 20th. Ooh, excuse me. And then, of course, we just talked about in the last segment. Uh, we play the Dodgers um, the 22nd through the 24th. Obviously, we already previewed that, so we can just preview the Giants 
series, I guess. Um, all f- all three games are in Oakland, which I guess it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not really. Chris too Bassett about goes the on Friday, so that there goes your guy. Yeah, that my guy goes on Friday. Um, on Saturday, um, no probable starter yet. Um, I think they were kind of depending on where Frankie yeah. Montas is with his paternity leave. I was gonna say it's TBD for all of them. It looks or for Saturday and Sunday. I don't know. I mean, we alluded to it in the Dodgers in the segment with Ronnie. Like they're a two-man team, you know. Like I just I hope that we no, can come no, over with wins so we can close. Brandon Belt's been killing it. Brandon Belt's been he does really this, good. Do, he he does this all the time, Julio. He does this all the time. He has a he has like a, a weak like str- like string of just really good hitting, and then he goes back to underwhelming Brandon Belt bullshit. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I just hope that we do it to close out the division and just be done with it, and then not have to worry about that. You know, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. And then the Dodgers series just kind of like you know fun to see what could be. I think the cool thing we have to look forward to with both these series, because uh, let's be real, if things go right, uh, there's not going to be a lot of stuff to really talk about with the series because the A's could yeah. potentially clinch a the division by the end of the Giants series. So by the time we get to the Dodgers, we'll see what happens. But the cool thing is um, a, hand, a few of these games with the Giants and the Dodgers will be on national TV, which is great. Anytime days can get some national love. We are 1000% on board with it. Even if, yeah. even if the uh, like pre commercial segments are showing the golden gate bridge and that is not in Oakland, but I'll take it. Cool. And Julio, what what did, I think we we text about this, right? What is it? It's like it's four games. So Saturday it's on MLB Network. Or Saturday is uh, MLB Network or Fox one of those two. Saturday is MLB. I mean, according to um, the MLB app, it's on MLB Network. And Sunday's ESPN. Uh, um, Sunday is on ESPN. It's a day game, and then I think it's Tuesday is on Fox. Tuesday's on ESPN. Sorry, against the Dodgers. Wednesday's nothing. Thursday. It's on MLB Network again. I think is it Mariners? And the closing series. Maybe will it's be the a Mariners. series of that. Yeah, I think they have a game. One of those games is on Fox. I don't know. We have a lot of national TV games coming up. So if you can't Fantastic. find the A's on Comcast Sportsnet California, tune over to um, MLB Network or ESPN because that's where the game is going to hey, be. Hey, fingers crossed. Um, our guy uh, Matt Vasgersian. Uh, Bay Area native, huge Oakland A's fan. That would be cool. If he calls a game on he, Sunday, I'll drop watching football. I'll go listen to him talk some A's. He would, he would love that too. I'm, I, I bet he would be very giddy about yeah, that. Plus, the A's um, play Monday night, or the Raiders play Monday night, so I can skip on that. That's a good point. Um, yeah, again, and we've talked about this before in the podcast too. After the numbers came out that we were the number one um, increase in viewership, um, the MLB scheduled like eight games immediately. They like they they um, they flexed. Um, the A's in, into uh, national TV games. So that's why we're seeing a yeah. lot of those. Um, but by the t- uh, another thing to point out, too, with this Dodgers series, uh, we'll see how hard teams are going to be fighting for – because, again, this is the first time we're doing this – how hard yeah. the A's and the Dodgers will be fighting to be the one seed or the higher seed. Um, the likelihood is by halfway through that series, they're going to know where they're going to be at. And we're just—they're just gonna let dudes play. Don't be shocked if you see. Yeah. Don't be shocked if you see like 
Edwin Rios and Kike starting for the Dodgers or seeing like mm-hmm. uh, Machine. Dalton Jeffries might Dalton get another Jeffrey one. Gonna, yeah, don't be shocked if you see start, yeah. unconventional guys who have been playing all the time in there because by halfway through the series, they might not put their energy to something that's really not that worth playing for. Yeah, exactly. All right, Julio, let's pick our essential tailgate tools of the week for the coming week. Uh, who, who do you got? <sighs> I'm opening up with my guy. We're creating a, a website for him. It's Ollie fans. Matt Olson. He, Fuck. sorry, has. We did it again. We picked the same he one. He has been struggling. Mm-hmm. Struggling, struggling, struggling without his BFF Matt Chapman. Um, yeah. There, if you. Best bromance in MLE baseball. Yes. Um, he, you, you, if you watch the game, <laughs> yeah, if you watch the game on Wednesday, struck out. I think there was something like he struck out, like, and he, he got some of the yips from Chappie, and uh, he threw down his his helmet in, in just anger. Defensively, he's still there. He made a fantastic play where he, yeah, he snagged a great ball at first, threw it over to third, and got the runner out, which the runner had no reason to go to third. Um, but. He, if in order to just restore his confidence, I think this is these next two series where he can really do it. If he can get a couple dingers against the Giants, not necessarily hit for like a big average because not a big average guy, and same thing with the Dodgers, restore that confidence in him, get ready for the postseason to know that he can be there and be there. Because let's be real, he's kind of like we've talked about at the beginning of the season with like, oh, the A's offense really goes when Crash is going, yada, yada, yada. It's Matt Olson's kind of that guy now. He's obviously yeah. he's still hitting for power. He's got 13 home runs. He's in the top five in the AL for RBIs. Just he's not a consistent hitter. He's he's flirting with the Mendoza line around 200 average back and forth. He's still striking out a ton. Um, he usually feasts on right-handed pitching, and it's just not there right now. Um, when he bombs, the whole team bombs. It exactly. feels like exactly. Yeah. So, um, the, he could be somebody, especially with Biscotti being out, with Pinder being out, where the offense, at least our what we're used to is our offense is pretty much going to rely on, um, power wise, Marcus Canna and Olson. He's got to step up to the plate because let's be real, we don't want to go be playing in um, Chicago or. Minnesota yeah. or anywhere. Finish out strong this season. Let's get this first series in Oakland. And then something we didn't really bring up earlier. If we make it into those next rounds, Dodger Stadium and Petco, huge pitcher parks. Mm-hmm. Very beneficial for the A's. Um, I hope he can close out the season strong because we know how great he is. We're, we're stands that Freddie Freeman's kind of proven he's the best first baseman in baseball and mm-hmm. you have him on your hands down. team. Yeah. Hands down. He's hands yeah. down. Matt Olson's right there. And uh, it just sucks. Cause if he, he can hit, proven, yeah. yeah. He just he hasn't hit, yeah. proven it consistently on the offensive side that he's there, but we know he's there. So Mark, Mark or Matt, sorry. Matt. God, oh my God, I was thinking Mark Hanna. Matt finish out the season strong, baby. No, I agree. And, and yeah, especially with chat chap out and with Ramon not hitting very well, like 
him, Marcus, and Canna, it's just so important for them to get it going going into the playoffs. Um, all right, so mine is, um, since you picked mine, I'm going to pick another one. I'm going to go with yours from last week, Sean Murphy. Um, killer. He's, Such a killer. He's killing it right now. So the past seven games, he's hitting 350. <laughs> uh, only four strikeouts, seven walks, seven RBIs, and three home runs off seven hits. He He's just killing it. it uh, those are 20 at-bats. It's just... Keep it going. We need you, especially if you're going to keep hitting at the bottom of the lineup to bring some runs in and get some production um, with Chap out. We yeah, it's just we need him to stay hot going into the playoffs too, and to keep and to keep keep the 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 repertoire with the pitchers going because it's working right now. The starters look good, and he yeah, it's great. It's, he's doing great. I don't, I don't want to get. I'm whispering right now. I don't want to get our excitement up. But he also is reminding me of another rookie catcher from ten years ago who has taken in his team into a playoff push. That his name his first actual name is Gerard and he plays across the bay. Mm. I don't want to say it, but it is looking like dude, nice let's like be that. real. I think Sean Murphy's probably our best hitter right now. Yeah. I don't think we can compare him to a future Hall of Famer, but not yet. Well, yeah. no, well, well, Dusty Baker already is when he was calling him Johnny Bench. That's right. That's so right. that's a good point. Um, all right, A's fans, I think that's going to do it for this week. Big thanks to Ronnie for coming on. Big thanks to Tyler Mack. Last week we didn't thank her at the end of the episode for coming on and for making her picks. It was good. And, it was a good time. And also, I want to I want to apologize to everybody for last week. I forgot to do this at the top of the episode. I need to do it now. Um, I accidentally uploaded the wrong episode to or the wrong thing up to our feed. I uploaded our theme song instead of the episode. So I apologize to our subscribers who listened to that and didn't get an update about the new episode coming up. Very sorry about that. If you want to listen to it, you can. It's old news now, but if you want to, it was a very good episode. Um, this episode is twice as long as a reward. Again, I very much apologize. Bad technical moves by me. Um, and yeah. we're looking to do a mailbag, mailbag episode in a couple weeks. Yeah. If you would like to send in a question to us and kind of get our own opinion, whether it's about the Oakland A's, whether it's something within baseball, or if you just want to kind of... You can just text. You can just send me. Look, hey, I'm a single man. If you want to ask me about dating stuff, I will be open to that. Uh, don't ask. We just, just want questions. Well. Um, <laughs> or just hey, what are you watching? What are you? Playing? Or it is working well if you think about it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, there we go. Um, but <laughs> if you would like to ask a question to appear on a future episode, our email is towntailgatepodcast at gmail dot com. Again, that email is towntailgate podcast at gmail.com um, make sure when you do ask your question please state your name uh, where your location is we'd love to give your city a shout out and uh, give us your question you would like to ask us uh, we're we're open guys we will love to talk about obviously we'll talk about Oakland A's. anything else we want to talk about you want to hear more from us we'll love to talk about it with y'all yeah so um, let's pack it up and let's head in. I think this week we can officially let's let's do an honorary tailgate at another ballpark since we had uh, Ronnie on. We're tailgating at the the ballpark that you're not allowed to tailgate at we're because tailgating of too in many our gang cars. fights. So we're tailgating. Yeah, we're tailgating at Dodger Stadium. 
but really we're kind of like just like down the street yes. because um, you're not allowed to tailgate there. We're, I'm tailgating with the nice Alpine uh, Duet IPA nice. from San Diego. Um, and also just again, uh, for those of you who are in the fires, please stay safe. We're all, yeah. it, it sucks right now. I haven't really left my apartment at all in the last week because of how bad the air is. Um, thankfully, I've got some Oakland A's baseball to kind of keep that sanity. Uh, but yeah, I'm going I'm I'm to try to sneak these into Dodger Stadium. Hopefully, I don't get busted by LAPD, but oh, we'll yeah. make the best of it. There it is. All right. Well, uh, please subscribe. Please listen in. Please send in your questions because uh, we want to do that mail bag. Um, thanks for listening. And last but not least, Julio. Let's go, Oakland. See ya. The Town Tailgate is an independently produced podcast. It is written and executive produced by this guy, Chris Madrigal, and my partner in crime, Julio Reynoso. It is sound mixed and edited by yours truly. Social media management and marketing is run by once again, my partner, Julio Reynoso. And a special thanks and shout out to my brother, Larry Madrigal, for composing and producing our theme song, as well as graphic designing our album cover and artwork. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Please tune in next week. Please subscribe. And last but not least, as we always say, let's go Oakland.